Welcome into the Rock Talk Studio, the podcast where we dissect, analyze, and discuss the world of rock and roll books, documentaries, and movies. Today we're going to be taking a look at the documentary about the Abbey Road Studios called If These Walls Could Sing. Is this documentary worth your time and money? Well, in the next 15 minutes of this rock and roll conversation, I will definitely do my best to answer that question. And that's what I'm trying to do here. I'm trying to recommend things to this rock and roll community that I feel is worth a good look or listen. And I promise to deliver it to you with all the passion of a Gary Rosington slide guitar solo. I'm your host, Big Rick. Let's plug in. And here's how the show is going to be set up. We have three main sets. The first set is the review. And then I give the documentary the official Rock Talk Studio rating. In the second set, I'll go a little bit deeper and explore what a true fan is going to get out of this documentary. And then I'll flip it around and take a look at, you know, if this is going to be worth it for a casual fan. Third set is where I do a who's better than this comparison. And today, the who is actually a what, because we're going to be talking about the Abbey Road Studios. And then like every good rock and roll show, we've got an encore. So if you like the Abbey Road Studios and want to learn more about them, I have one more thing to suggest that you check out. All right, let's get into the first set. Time for the review. Who has spent time in the famous Abbey Road Studios since they were a child? This documentary, If These Walls Could Sing, starts out with a picture of that person. And if you really think about it, it makes sense that this person is related to a Beatle. The person I'm talking about is Mary McCartney, Paul McCartney's daughter. And she's also the person that has put this documentary together. Her connection to this iconic recording studio has granted her privilege to get to the people who have made these walls so famous. And here is where the documentary really soars because the red carpet is rolled out and out comes a parade of rock and roll royalty talking about the legendary Abbey Road Studios. First up and featured prominently throughout is her famous father, Paul, who not only gets a lot of camera time, but he also shows up on some really great archival footage, stuff I've never seen before. And I wouldn't call myself a Beatles expert, but it's not your typical stock footage of the Beatles or Paul with wings. And then you've got Ringo, you got Elton John, Noel, and Liam Gallagher. And Noel especially, he goes really deep and has some, some meaningful quotes throughout this doc. And then there's a the part with Jimmy Page, who makes a really cool rock royalty entry into the room. Uh, there's a Roger Waters and David Gilmore of Pink Floyd, who have, to me, one of the best shares in the whole documentary about being in the studio. They were recording when they were really young, just getting started out, making their first album. And they get invited to come down the hall to meet the Beatles, and they were pretty freaked out about it, especially because the Beatles were down there recording Sgt. Pepper. So this is a really cool segment on Floyd. And also, there's also a, a great spot on, on Pink Floyd making Dark Side of the Moon. Trying to capture the soul of this room, I think, is really challenging, though there is a couple of, of really cool shots where you get a wide-angle view, kind of pulled-back shot of the empty studio, and you get to see it without the instruments and the players in there. And it, and it kind of surprised me. It, it looks like a large warehouse. It, it, you get a feel of how massive this studio really is. I just think about the Beatles documentary, Get Back, and the studio just seemed kind of small. But the room without anything in it just seems really large and kind of cavernous. Speaking of the Beatles, there is a fairly good focus on the Beatles here and, and how they grew from their first recordings there. Also, how George Martin who was working at Abbey, Abbey Road Studios, discovered them. George Martin's son also comes on and plays a pretty large part to discuss how a lot of the recordings were made. 
There's also great, great Sgt. Pepper stories and alternative studio takes, so you get a fair share of the Beatles stuff, which makes sense because it, it was the Beatles who put this place on the map. About an hour in, the doc, the doc runs about an hour and 26 minutes. The focus shifts away from rock and roll recordings, and they start exploring different types of music. I mean, you do have 90 years of history here. There's a spot on um, African Artist Fella, which is pretty cool. Ginger Baker actually plays drums on the recordings. And then the composer John Williams shares his story. And again, I know this is a rock and roll show, but seeing the massive Studio One filled with an orchestra doing Indiana Jones and Star Wars music was was um, really cool. And then the needle kind of gets drug across the record as they introduce a Kanye West segment. And it's only a couple of minutes and well, let's just leave it at that. Jacqueline Dupree, I do want to mention her. She's a cello player. She has a part in this that is just mind-blowing footage of hers performing. It's amazing cello playing. And I don't know anything about her before this, but her story and playing is some of this documentary's most compelling moments. This documentary comes off more like a celebration. It's not a finite, detailed run-through of the studio. It's, it's definitely not one of those type of documentaries. So, like hearing Gilmore, for instance, talk about making of the Dark Side of the Moon record, this is why you'd want to watch this podcast. It plays more towards the artist recounting what this place means to them. And seeing those artists share their memories, it's the highlight of this doc. No doubt about it. There is heavyweight talent displayed here. And though there are moments that, that do touch on like the nuances of the rooms and, and the equipment and the people who have worked there, there is a good bit of history throughout the years. This is definitely not a comprehensive, detailed look at the studio. Yeah, Abbey Road, it is, it's a temple. I mean, it's, it's a shrine that has stood for 90 years. It's a sacred place, and it needs to be recognized, needs to be studied and acknowledged. Luckily for this version, it was done by someone like Mary McCartney, who could call upon the icons in the world of music to remind us just how one-of-a-kind this one little building on this planet is. John Williams kind of sums it up perfectly when he says, think of Abbey Road as kind of the mother to the music that has been performed there. She has preserved it and embraced it with her personal acoustics. And that's a review of the Abbey Road Studios documentary, If These Walls Could Sing. Coming up next, we're going to stamp the official Rock Talk studio rating on the dock. have a question a different opinion hey who doesn't we're talking rock and roll here shout out to me big rick at info at rocktalkstudio.com or you can visit the website to see past and upcoming episodes at rocktalkstudio.buzzsprout.com would you like more recommendations other than what is featured on the podcast here's how to get them every first of the month you'll get two rock doc recommendations one rock and roll book recommendation, and an oldie but goodie that is still out there streaming in an email that I send out. So if you want the answer to what should we watch tonight, drop me an email at info at rocktalkstudio.com, or you can you can DM me at any of my social channels. I'm listed as Rock Talk Studio on all of them, and I'll send you over a couple of good recommendations. Time to stamp the official Rock Talk Studio rating on the Abbey Road documentary, If These Walls Could Sing. Here's how the rating system is set up. A one is front row, doesn't get any better. A two, you're in the load seats, not bad, still okay, still recommended. And three, you're in the nosebleeds, baby. If These Walls Could Sing, the documentary about Abbey Road is a two. It's coming in as a load seat, a good view, 
a good documentary, I would recommend it. Let's jump into the second set now. And in the second set, I go even further with breaking down the documentary to see if it plays for a true fan. And then I'm going to flip it around and see if it plays for a casual fan, if if they're going to find something that they can enjoy and if it's worth viewing. And this one's a little bit different because I usually go and talk about an artist or or a band. And this is more about a theme. And I'm going to use the theme as as rock and roll as the discussion point for this. So if you're a true fan of rock and roll, are you going to enjoy this documentary? And as I mentioned, the first hour is pure rock and roll royalty. So you're going to love it. I loved it, especially when Jimmy Page comes out. I mean, there's just something about that entrance. It's really cool. But all the other stories, I don't want to discount any of the rock and roll stuff. It's top-notch, really great rock and roll, iconic moments in the history of rock and roll. So a true fan is really going to love it. What about the rest of it, the last, uh, what, 26 minutes or so? I still enjoyed it. I, I, I thought it was good. There's still more rock and roll things in there. But for the first you know, hour, you're going to get a heavy dose of rock and roll. So a uh, rock and roll fan, you're going to enjoy it. Let's flip it around and take a look at the other side of, of the story is if you're just a casual fan of rock and roll, I think a casual fan might even like this more because it has a little bit more of diversity into it. There is some parts about new artists that they're trying to show their appreciation for the Abbey Road Studios and maybe the next um, you know, up and coming artists that might be recording there, just showing how this is such a huge historical place. So the casual fan is going to enjoy that. I think the part where the other artists are in there are really cool. As I mentioned, the John Williams stuff and some of the other artists that they feature. So a casual fan, maybe you'll you'll like this even more than a true fan. Before I move on, I want to share what I've been reading and watching and what to expect coming up on the next couple of shows. Uh, Let's see, as far as books go, I just finished reading Bono book. There's so much to that book that I'm writing the the show notes now. There's just a lot of depth, and it's taken me a moment to think about that show. It's really good. And as far as docs go, uh, there's some really cool things coming up. There is a new documentary that's coming out on the Vaughn brothers, Stevie Ray and Jimmy Vaughn. That's coming out at the end of the month. I can't wait to see that. I'm a huge Stevie Ray, Ray fan, so I'm really looking forward to that. There's also a Leon Russell book that's coming out. So there's a lot of cool things coming out. Again, you can find all about past shows and upcoming shows at the website, rocktalkstudio.buzzsprout.com. Coming up next is a third and final set. And in the third and final set, I ask uh, a question, and that is, who is better than this? And today's question is a little bit different because we're going to do a what is better than this. And today is, what is a better studio? Than Abbey Road Studios. Let's roll into the third and final set. In the third and final set, I'm going to ask a question what is better than this? And so instead of our usual who is better than this, what is better than this? What studio is better than the Abbey Road Studios? And I've got two that I found that I want to compare to the Abbey Road Studios. So let's start right there. The first one, is Muscle Shoals Studio in Alabama. And this is a legendary facility that's produced so many hits and, and was known for having one of the greatest house bands ever assembled, the famous Swampers. I mean, everybody wanted to record with them. Here's a couple records that were done there. Stone's Brown Sugar, Bob Seger's Night Moves, Skinner's First, Black Keys' Tighten Up. 
Bob Dylan recorded there and did Got to Serve Somebody. Paul Simon's Kodachrome was recorded there. Uh, Dwayne Allman did some great studio recording there early in his career. And of course, you've got the ton, ton of great R&B, Aretha Franklin, Otis Redding, Etta James, to name a few. Muscle Shoals Studio, Alabama. The second studio we're going to take a look at is Sunset Sounds in Los Angeles, situated on Sunset Boulevard. The studio was originally built to record Walt Disney movies. But then the music started happening and you've got Beach Boys Pet Sounds, The Doors, Strange Days, a Zeppelin II, Prince's 1999 and Purple Rain were recorded there, Stones, Beggar's Banquet and Let It Bleed, Tom Petty's Full Moon Fever, Van Halen recorded there. There is a long list of great records recorded there. So that's a tough one to beat without a doubt. And honestly, you you take a look at these three studios, This one's a tough one to call, so for the first time ever, I'm going to leave it up to you. You can cast your vote at info at rocktalkstudio.com. Let me know which is the best studio in the world, Abbey Road Studios, Muscle Soul Studios, or the Sunset Sound in Los Angeles. What happens when you follow or subscribe to the Rock Talk Studio or leave a five-star review? Well, the reason why I do this is because I love talking rock and roll. I love talking about rock and roll all the time, and I want the art form, the conversation about it, and the community around it, and the music to thrive. So, first of all, to anyone who's left me a compliment or a review of five stars, yes, thank you so much. I really, really do appreciate it. It it means a lot to me that you're listening, and you're enjoying it, and you're getting value out of the show. One of the best ways you can help anyone out there in the music world is is really just to tell somebody about what they're doing. And so if you want to help out Rock Talk Studios, you know someone who's into rock and roll, tell them about the show. That's the best way you can do it is just telling someone about it. So I want to do the same thing too. I want to spread the word about someone I recommend you checking out. And that is Charlie B. I stumbled upon a video of her playing Start Me Up on a cigar box guitar. And it was really, really good. And then so I'm like, all right, let's take a look at another video. And then she slayed me on this Allman Brothers Statesboro Blues where she's playing a pedal steel guitar. And next thing I know, she's jamming on the bass now and she's doing a kick-ass cover of Boston song Smoking. Love that song. And then I watched her do Goodbye Blue Sky, the Pink Floyd song on a nylon string guitar. I mean, she's great. She plays so many instruments. She even plays the cello. And, and she always does it with this really great attitude that exudes so much joy and passion for the music. So I wanted to pass this along to everybody out there. Check her out. You can find her on Instagram at charlie underscore b underscore music. That's charlie, C-H-A-R-L-I underscore b underscore music. She's great. If you want to see some really good music with a bunch of different instruments, check out Charlie B. Music. Okay, let's wrap up our show today with the encore. And today's encore is about one of my favorite all-time rock and roll documentaries. So if you like what you've heard so far, here's something else about studios that I suggest you check out. And that is the documentary on the Muscle Shoals studio. Rick Hall, the founder of the famed studios in Muscle Shoals, Alabama, is the feature of the documentary and his story and how he grew this famous studio is is enthralling. It's a gritty, no-nonsense doc. It goes deep about Hall built the studio up and why it stands as this most talked about studio in rock and roll and just music in general. Our encore today, check out Muscle Shoals, the documentary. This one is not to be missed.
Thanks for tuning in. Love talking rock and roll and appreciate anyone who takes a few minutes out of their day to enjoy the ride with me. Remember, you can find other and future episodes at rocktalkstudio.buzzsprout.com. All right, tear it down, pack it up, and head on down the road. We'll see you next time in the Rock Talk Studio.